Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, and really excited to have on our guest today in Stephen Hamblin, Executive Director of the AJGA, also known as the American Junior Golf Association. And we're going to dive into uh, what Stephen is in charge of, uh, as well as you know what, what foundation he's laid uh, for the AJGA over the years, and excited to, to dive in. So Stephen, welcome to the podcast. Jake, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, you know, one one would probably ask, how did you get into golf and, and um, how did you get into the AJGA? Well, it's it's kind of an interesting story. I was a baseball player as a kid. That's all I wanted to do. I was a pitcher. All my friends played baseball. That's all we did. Sandlot baseball, Little League baseball, you name it. There was a ball and a bat in my hand all the time. Uh, but I had a, I had an infected kidney and had one removed. So, uh, I remember where I was when my mom told me I couldn't play baseball anymore, broke my heart. Uh, but my grandfather was a a terrific self-made golfer and took me under his wing and gave me lessons and showed me how to love the game and how important it was and, uh, played with people from all over the world and uh just loved the game loved the people side of it um and decided that uh i would get get in the game i'd never wanted to i didn't think i was ever good enough to be a player you know on any level uh but i did become a, a club professional and worked at innisbrook resort for a number of years for four years and worked under Jay Overton, who was a hard, hard person to work for. But thank goodness he taught me a lot. And uh, that's where I met the AJGA. We used to have a Thanksgiving tournament that came to Innisbrook. And I will never, ever forget uh, seeing the likes of Davis Love and his father, uh, Billy Andre, Scott Verplank. Uh, Tracy Phillips, Tommy Moore, Heather Farr, uh, and others that uh, were juniors at the time. So that's a little brief version of how I got to the AJGA. So for, for our listeners, and, you know, there's obviously um, golf is, is a global sport, as, as many are. Um, I don't think there is a sport today that isn't global. Right. And as you kind of compare for our listeners and our audience, if they don't know what the AJGA is comparable to in other sports, how, how would you make that comparison for, you know, baseball or basketball or football? Is it, you know, Little League, Pop Warner? I mean, how, can you make that comparison? You know, it's it's hard to say because there's so much going on in, in every sport you've got. And, and what I believe in. Yeah, I don't care what sport it is, especially true in golf. I believe in a process of of player development, and it starts locally. Uh, It grows into a a statewide approach to uh, competition, state, regional, uh, national. And there's a process to this whole aspect of, of 
becoming a, uh, a collegiate player, which is our goal. Um, yes, have many players gone on beyond that? Of course they have. But that's their own doing. That's their own dream and aspiration and hard work and effort. You know, what we've decided where we fit along the, the development side is trying to provide a platform for young men and women who aspire to earn a college golf scholarship. So that's what we do in the summer. We're going to run six tournaments a week, uh, one in every region of the country and every week to bring the tournaments to the players, cut down on cost and travel. And uh, hopefully uh, these young men and young women can uh, secure those scholarships through the, the good play that they have. No, that's fantastic. And and I think back to the episode we had a couple of months ago with Brad Clement, the CEO of Perfect Game. Uh, and and baseball is kind of structured in that sense, right? A lot of a lot of the tournaments that they prop up regionally around the country to try and yes. showcase the players. However, it's a little different, right? As a golfer, you're not part of a travel team. You're not paying, you know, you're not putting on a jersey and and going around all these different tournaments. You, you know, you've got your set of clubs and, and arguably golf's probably a little bit one of the more expensive sports from a youth perspective. Right. Um, you know, whether it's the cost of rounds or the range or, um, you, you know, the, the equipment itself, um, you're not necessarily having to pay the team dues. Right. But it's in, in one way or another, it's similar. So as as you know, the the areas of development are focused on as a, as a large what are some of the areas that you guys started in and then where have you expanded to now? Well, you know, we've, we realize that the, the game is expensive. I think the, the decision that we made a long time ago to run multiple events per week, uh, tried to address that very thing, uh, where we could bring the tournaments more to the players, cut down on costs, cut down on travel, uh, the other thing that we did is um, we came up with a program called the ACE Grant, and it was in response to what the PGA Tour created through the first tee. And I was there when it was announced. I went back to our board and said, look, it's not the first tee's uh, uh, mission and purpose to create national caliber junior golfers, but we all know if you introduce this great game uh, to a number of kids, they're going to want to get better. They're going to want to practice. They're want to, and, and they're going to want to compete. And when they do, I want them to not face that hurdle of how expensive it is. So under the, the rules of amateur status, uh, we can help defray the costs of food, travel, lodging, entry fees, membership fees, anything like that that's normal and customary to uh, participation. So I think, you know, when we look back at what the AJGA has done in the course of their uh, existence, I think the ACE grant will go down as one of the, the, the top things that we've done to try to level the playing field for those that uh, need that financial assistance. No, that's great. And, and as you look at the growth of the game as a whole, uh, right. The, there's the college piece, of course, but then there's also just the, the simple fact of it's a business, right? There is a, it's, it's an industry in which there's a lot of people who want to work in it. Um, 
you, you know, when you and I were talking before, we, we, we were talking about the internship program that you guys have created and continuously built upon year over year. Um, you know, you've got all these tournaments, so you've got to have someone to run them. What, what is, how do you manage to do that? And, and what does that look like for you? Well, the internship is just a fantastic program. I've got two of my top gals that, that handled all the recruiting, all the interviewing, uh, whittling down. This past year, Jake, we had 1,500 applicants for our internship program of, of our summer internship program. So for 60 spots, 1,500, and they've got to go through this whole process of uh, whittling that down. And then we, we whittle it down to about 120 and bring them all to Atlanta, uh, fly them in, pay for their travel, pay for their lodging. And then we run them through a ringer uh, on a weekend and do uh, uh, public speaking, one-on-one interviews, group interviews, team building exercises. And really what we're looking for is, you know, dynamic personalities, uh, high energy, good moral compass, you know, all the things that you'd want in, in running a youth organization. So we go through quite a bit of uh, resource and expense to try to find the, the very best interns we can. And we're rewarded on the back end with, with hiring some very high quality young men and women uh, as a matter of fact, Jake, we have uh, we're now at I think it's 45 people, maybe 46, uh, that have gone on to work for the PGA Tour, um, USGA as well, uh, state golf associations, and and even outside of golf. So we're extremely proud of the internship program and and how we're able to attract uh, really high quality young men and women. So without, without giving answers away um, or secrets away, I guess, in terms of experience of what you need to have going into the internship program, obviously the internship is a chance to get experience, but really it's a chance to build on experience that you already have. What are some of those things that you typically look for as you are whittling those candidates down to, to bring them into Atlanta? Well, um, uh, again, I think it's it boils down to uh, – you know, are these people, are they people persons? I mean, do they, uh, have they been involved in fraternities, sororities, different leadership positions? We're basically looking for high energy, good personality, good moral compass, uh, and, and people who want to serve. Uh, we're a service organization and we serve a membership and we have to, you know, serve the, the juniors themselves, the parents, the coaches, uh, our volunteers. So we've got to have that makeup. Not everyone is, is suited for it. And, and we figured this out really quickly. I remember a board member asked us, said, look, you've whittled this thing down from 1,500 to 120. Why don't you just whittle it down to 60 and be done and not even go through this expense? And I told him the story of, uh, in the past, we've had the number one candidate come into the weekend and finish last at the end. Uh, no energy, wasn't a good teammate, didn't take any leadership, had the experience, had the golf knowledge and experience perfectly. 
but didn't have the other intangibles uh, that we were looking for. No, the intangibles are obviously important. And, you know, the, the internship experience stretches across multiple facets, right? Whether that's running events, communications. Can you explain a little bit uh, what the different areas are that the, that the, um, that the opportunities exist? Yes, in? it's basically uh, two types of internships. There's a tournament operations uh, side of it where they're going to get um, uh, a lot of experience in marking of golf courses, uh, rules officiating, uh, handling pace of play, uh, doing all the normal and customary things to set up a golf tournament with signage and stake and rope and scoring areas and things like that. The other side of the internship is the communications side, social media, uh, sports marketing, uh, uh, photography, videography, and things like that, that promote uh, these young men and women. And as you, you know, obviously tremendous experience on either end, but as you have kind of seen your share of internship classes go through over the years, what have been some trends in terms of how, um, A, it, you know, those who have held those positions have succeeded uh, aside from the intangibles that we talked about in the beginning, right? Whether it's, you know, I mean, this could be as much as, you know, networking with the different sections as they go work on the tournaments, et cetera. Um, and then also, you know, what are some of the trends you're seeing as these these internship classes are changing as generations are shifting? It's a good question. And I remember one of our first what we call intern recruiting weekends where we bring them all in. Uh, you know, they're they weren't <clears throat> the young men and women weren't as polished uh, as they are now. They weren't as knowledgeable. I mean, we're starting to get a very sophisticated group of young men and women who have tremendous skills, tremendous experience, but we're also hiring some people without golf experience and saying, look, you come in with a great attitude. Uh, if you're a people person, if you're willing to, you know, roll your sleeves up, work hard and uh, put your game face on all day long, We'll teach you golf. And I have several success stories of young men and women who have come in without any golf experience at all and have moved up the ranks very high within the AJGA and have gone on to, again, work for the PGA Tour or the USGA or or some other organization like that. Well, and you talk about um, ultimately the, the diversity and inclusion piece of it's, it's not only, you know, the, the gender and the race, it's the diversity of experience, the thought, the personalities, the, uh, the energy, whatever, you, you know, you want to come up with. Um, how have you tried to cultivate kind of a, a good mix in terms of leaders and uh, communicators? I mean, just kind of all around, right? You can't have 70 leaders, right? right? There's that, 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 that then becomes too many cooks in the kitchen and in, in some, some extent. Um, but you can't have 70 followers either. So how do, how do you kind of find a, a good balance? Yeah, that's uh, extremely important. Um, you know, again, that's something that we really find out when we bring him into Atlanta. 
we put them in groups of, of eight as they might be, uh, you know, during their summer internship. And we see, you know, the, the leadership uh, come out of that. We see good teamwork come out of that. So, uh, you know, we're recently uh, very excited about what we're trying to do from a diversity and inclus- uh, inclusion standpoint. I'm working with uh, a number of minority groups trying to find uh, people with different perspectives, different backgrounds, uh, because I think the AJJ internship is one of the best ways for someone to come in and experience golf in, in a real meaningful way. And I'm reaching out to these minority communities uh, and we're having some success. It's, it's hard work trying to find uh, minorities that want to, you know, be in golf, but um, we're having a, a lot of success with it. And as a matter of fact, I've got a gentleman right now uh, who the PGA Tours looking at an African American that's come come to the AJJ with no golf experience. He's now one of my regional directors and is doing a fabulous job. Uh, and one day he may be working for the PGA Tour, so that'd be really exciting. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other the other thing we love to talk about, kind of in the industry, is it's you just hit on it, right? It's it's coming from different perspectives, different experiences, so there's got to be people that also come into your program and they go do something else. Like it doesn't have to be golf, right? It can be, it can be in baseball or basketball or the, you know, the NFL. Um, can you talk a little bit about just what the experience as a whole can really teach you um, from a skill set perspective as someone, you know, young and in, into their career, trying to figure out how to get that first full-time job in the industry, you know, look, you got to find out what you do and don't like to do. Right. Right. I think that uh, if you look at the skill sets that these young men and women are getting through the AJGA internship, I think it's uh, these are transferable skills that will 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 serve them well no matter where they go. It, it's things like um, you know learning how to be punctual, learning how to uh, solve problems on your feet. Uh, it's, it's being a good teammate. It's being a leader. It's public speaking. Um, it's, it's working with volunteers, working with sponsors, uh, working and dealing with, you know, upset parents and, and things like that. So you look at all the things that they experience through this internship, and these are just life skills uh, that we all have to possess to be successful in, in whatever industry we choose. Yeah. And no matter whether you're kind of trying to find that first, first foot in the door or whether you've been in the industry for 30 years, right. We're, you know, you're constantly always working on them, uh, as you've, you know, been at the lead of, of this organization for a while now, what are some of the things that you think have, have helped you along the way? And, and, Quite frankly, what are some of the things that you're still working on? Well, um, I'm very fortunate, Jake, to have a board of directors that takes a bit of a different approach to their governance. They allow me and the AJGA staff to come up with the strategic initiatives uh, rather than, you know, committee on down to the staff. We go to the board with our 
ideas and strategies to grow and enhance the AJGA. And of course, they give their guidance and approval, uh, but they don't get mixed up in the, the day-to-day operations. And that, give, that makes us very nimble uh, and very quick to make decisions and try things that, that maybe some other organizations uh, who have a, a bureaucracy to go through can't get done like we can. So I'm very uh, thankful uh, to our board for giving us that uh, flexibility. And I've learned a ton from that. And then anything that you're working on, you know, whether it's uh, something for 2020 or, or something that you're always, you know, every day you've been working on. Well, I mean, we're just trying to survive uh, this from the standpoint of uh, keeping the staff employed. Uh, we've made a promise to the staff not to uh, lay anybody off or furlough anybody. Uh, and that comes with the, uh you know, other way of trying to cut costs. Uh, so we're, we've, we've taken the, a very hard look at all of our finances and we're doing away with everything and anything that isn't necessary to running our tournaments. And uh, it's a great exercise. Uh, the, the staff has sent me over 300 ideas. Uh, some are very creative and um, you know, these are, these are ways that we're going to be able to get through this difficult time. That's fantastic. And, and uh, two, two kind of fun questions as we wrap up the episode, um, we'll, we'll end with your favorite golf movies, but uh, first I want to get to, you know, as you, you mentioned the, the ringer of a, an interview process, what are, what are your one or two favorite interview questions to ask? <laughs> One of the favorite questions is uh, you pick up a pen on your desk and say, sell me this pen. <laughs> and it just, it's shocking because they don't know what to do. They don't. And then some do such a great job. It's uh, it's kind of a fun question. I'm not sure what we're looking for besides someone who can think on their feet very quickly. Um, so that that's one of my favorite. All right. And then golf movies. I mean, you got to at least have a top three, right? Well, my favorite, uh, and, and I'm the, the, the legend of Bagger Vance is one that I really like. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge Will Smith fan, first of all. And I think what he, how he handles his role there is just fabulous. Uh, so I love that. Of course, uh, Adam Sandler. Um, that's that's the, the classic. And then, of course, Caddyshack. So B- Bagger Vance might be my uh, dark horse, but the others are, you know, iconic. All right. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, certainly enjoyed uh, the conversation. Any any last words for our listeners? Well, and just, uh, you know, hope everybody is safe, healthy, um, and that we can, you know, all get back to uh, golf as quickly as possible. Uh, I think that would be a great joy, um, you know, for everybody. So I just wish everyone the best. And, and Jake, thanks so much for having me on.